0: Well, it's been a huge political week. Of course, the superannuation decision by the government, the first real big policy departure from its pre-election positioning was huge. David Spears is the host of Insiders. Samantha Maiden is the national political editor for news.com.au. Um, well, let's continue that conversation if we can. I, I just had with the CEO of the NAB, Ross McEwan... Um, David, he agreed with the unions Mm. that huge profits could impact the economy, even fueling inflation. He said, well, it's just that's an economic reality. What did you make of it?
1: Yeah, I thought it was quite a revealing interview on a number of fronts there, (laughs) PK, from uh, one of the big bank bosses, not only backing that line, but backing this week's superannuation move. Uh, $3 million is a lot of money to have in a super fund, he said, endorsing what the government's uh, done, despite the complaints from the opposition and others. Uh, So we all have to play our part, he says, to get Mm. debt down. I thought that was, um, yeah, quite an interesting endorsement of where the government's gone on super this week. Yeah, and he said, uh, you know,
0: won't won't be popular to say, but we all have to sort of think about that. Samantha, let's go to the super changes. They are the biggest story and and it was obviously quite a big moment for the government to make the announcement why did it make it so hastily why did it make it when it just had started this superannuation discussion
2: Look, it was a very peculiar thing, right, because they started this conversation. (laughs) Conversations can be very dangerous. Uh, And then, you know, two seconds before they announced it, Anthony Albanese was telling people that they hadn't made a decision. Then all of a sudden they had. And one of the most extraordinary elements of it is that the government just doesn't seem to have been very consistently effective about selling it. It's actually other actors in this debate who are far more effective. So, for example, that... Interview that you've just done with the NAB CEO is the best birthday present Jim Chalmers <laughs> didn't get yesterday. <laughs> you right, got it the day after, uh, and, and you know this morning Richard Miles has been on the Today Show with Carl Stefanovic, where he was completely unable to answer questions about how they were going to deal with this issue of working out um, how to tax super funds' unrealised profits. So he was asked three times by Karl Stefanovic. It was a GST birthday cake moment, if I've ever seen one. And then we had Jim Chalmers on Sunrise, where he was suddenly talking about capital gains test. It was a big hot mess. And the best salesperson for the changes yesterday was... Lara Vella from the Today Show who went and did a whole bunch of Vox Pops in Double Bay and asked people whether they were going to have to give up their almond latte or their second Mercedes. But the government itself has Richard Miles going on Karl Stefanovic and looking like a Bambi in the blinking in the, you know. Uh, so, yeah, they're just not very good at selling it. Uh, and I think that even though they do have the broken promise thing, and I'm not, you know, minimising that, um, it should be something that's not so difficult to sell. How they ha- How they ended up in the... Um, capital gains panic room is, um yeah, bizarre.
0: Okay, let's talk about the capital gains panic room as Sam um, describes it. That stems from an interview, David Spears. in fact, we were talking about it yesterday, the Party Room podcast, but it, mm. it stems from an interview with the treasurer, Jim Chalmers. He ended up sort of owning that he, he, he sort of made a mistake in that interview. What happened?
1: Uh, look, you know, inevitably, when you announce the, the the tax change they did on super on the same day that you also produce, um, as they're required to, the tax expenditure statement with a list of all sorts of other tax concessions and what they're costing the budget, you're going to get questions about those other tax concessions and when you're going to move on those. Uh, the treasurer, as as treasurers uh, uh, typically want uh, to do, wants to leave as much flexibility as possible up his sleeve. Uh, didn't want to rule things out you know, talks about wanting a more sophisticated debate. Fair enough. Problem is, you know, there are limits to that. And when it comes to taxing the family home, the capital gains tax exemption that's long existed on the family home, the neither side of politics is going to touch Leaving that uh, open uh, created a, a political problem. The Prime Minister then, speaking to you, 20 minutes later, PK shut down very promptly. Prime Ministers, of course, uh, typically more focused on the political uh, bottom line and um, and the Treasurer's mea culpa that followed. Look, yes, a, a more sophisticated debate that gets away from rule in, rule outs, um, you know, is, is something to strive for. But... It, it really depends. There are areas where a, a rule out is required and that was clearly one of them.
0: Mm.
2: But I, I have questions about this capital gains thing, right? Like, so Anthony Albanese says, you know, they wouldn't touch the family home. That sounds rational. <laughs> well, but, it would be pretty um,
0: pretty uh, provocative move, yes. <laughs>
2: But the thing is, why is it that the Treasurer was so reluctant to rule that out? What's he got rolling around his head? Does he want to do something for capital gains tax for other areas? Does he want to get into capital gains tax for investors? Is there something else rolling around his head now? I mean, if I was the opposition, I would be asking a lot of questions, putting in a lot of FOIs about what advice uh, that they have sought from Treasury about any possible options in the capital gains tax space because there must be a reason
1: why the Treasurer was reluctant to rule that out. David? Well, I don't know what's rolling around in his head, but I assume that the, <laughs> one, of the, one of the fears would be once you rule one thing out, even an obvious thing yes. like taxing the yes. family home, the next question is, okay, you've ruled that out. What about this? What about that? Uh, and but down David, I go. don't buy
2: that for a second. If you believe that, that that'd be like saying, you know, like if, if they get asked something completely, proper, are we going to invade Russia? Oh, I'm not going to rule it out. I mean, come on, there are some things that you can rule out.
1: Well, it's a list of tax measures, and mm. when they're all released on the on the day and you rule one of them out, I suspect that was uh, indeed one of the fears that you'd go through the rest of the list. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to ask about invading okay. Russia, but yep. it's it's a list of tax measures, and once you start ticking them off, where do you stop? Now, I'm, I'm just saying I suspect that's probably one of the um, – I doubt he was seriously considering taxing the family homes. I uh, am certain he was not
0: considering taxing the family home, but I think Sam's question about broader capital gains is is a reasonable one about you know the 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 other tax parts, you know the, the other issues that you could look at. Well, in that on investments, area. on investments, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: the um, the fifty percent discount on capital gains tax we get on uh, you know, property or, or share investments yeah. uh, that's something that Labor under Bill Shorten in twenty nineteen was seeking to halve. So perhaps mm. that comes back into uh, the mix down the track. I think with any of these things though, the template's now been set by the government where. Yeah, you know, they're legislating this super change, but it won't take effect until after the election. So voters do have an opportunity to boot them out if they're so aggrieved about this, Um, I suspect that now becomes the template for any further change.
0: Yeah. Look, I just want to change the conversation before I say goodbye to you, uh, to RoboDebt. The former Cabinet Minister Stuart Robert yesterday took responsibility for the implementation of RoboDebt. He also admitted to defending it despite knowing it could be unlawful, saying it was Cabinet solidarity. I spoke to Bill Shorten before, he said that's not how Cabinet solidarity works. Samantha, I mean, that was kind of a, a bad day for the former government. This advice, I mean, this,
2: or this evidence, I should say, is completely embarrassing. And if that's seriously, I mean, I know that the Morrison government had some funny ideas about ministries, but, like, if that is, like handing them out to himself most of the time, but, I mean, if that is seriously what Stuart Robert thinks was his job and, you know, like it was put... Very clearly, when Robert accepted on Thursday, he told the public hearings that he believed that, uh, that some of the things he'd said were false and he'd said them because of Cabinet solidarity. And Catherine Holmes, the commissioner, shot back, well, she, he, he said, as a dutiful Cabinet minister man, that's what we do. And Holmes replied, what, misrepresent things to the Australian public. <laughs> I mean, it's shocking.
0: Yeah. It I
2: mean, th- these people are, are they idiots? It- I mean, that's not how Cabinet
1: works and that's not how government should work. This, this was a real jaw-dropper yesterday. Um, let me just quickly read from the ministerial standards that applied to Stuart Robert at the time. Very briefly. Ministers are expected to be honest in the conduct of public office, take all reasonable steps to ensure they don't mislead the public. Uh, it's a minister's personal responsibility to ensure any error or misconception is corrected or clarified as soon as practicable. It is hard to see mm. how he was being consistent with that. All right, we're out of time, but David, who's your guest? Uh, Angus Taylor, the Shadow Treasurer, joining us Sunday morning. Alright, let's 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 talk
0: tax. Um thank you to both of you. It's been a great conversation. Thanks, David Spears, host of Insider, Samantha Mater, National Political Editor for News.com.au
1: Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABCRN.